Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Read with Michelle Martin. We all have 24 hours a day, but we know that there are many among us who feel that just isn't enough time to do all that we need to do. So joining me, the authors behind a book that's just been published out 27th of March. It's called Street Smart Strategies for Time Mastery. Dr. Kumaran Rajaram is professor at Nanyang Business School and Dr. Eugene Tan is a dermatologist with the National Skin Centre. Thank you both for joining me and can you share a little of why why you chose to write this book. Uh, Dr. Kumar, maybe you could kick it off. Okay, uh, very good morning, Michelle, uh, and all the listeners. Right, um, so uh, for me personally, uh, the reason why it motivates me, uh, together with Eugene, to write this book is being an educator, uh, I tend to and want to make positive impact to my students and uh, those around me. So uh, I'm also uh, involved in a lot of volunteer work, Mm-hmm. So one of the things uh, that actually inspires me is to see how to make a positive impact. So uh, within the positive impact, uh, one of the things that I find out is uh, two key things. Uh, how do you manage your energy as well as how, how do you manage your time? So uh, uh, that inspires me to probably put uh, something uh, in return to, to outreach to more people. Really interesting. What about you, Dr. Tan? You're a dermatologist. You're very busy. Why decide to put some strategies down in this book? Oh, hi, Michelle. So to me, time management is a very fascinating topic that I've been very passionate about since my student days because I find that there's always so much to do and yet we have so little time to do them. So over the years, I've benefited greatly by simply learning how to better manage my time. I've learned a lot of uh, different tips and strategies from uh, different gurus, from different books. And through writing this book, I hope to share these ideas with other people so that more people can benefit. All right, Dr. Kumaran, I understand that you were an adult learner, went for your PhD while you were working. I wonder if you can share one example about that period of time when you were an adult learner that really helped you a lot when it came to managing your time. Yep. Uh, Thanks, Michelle, for the question. Yep. Uh, So during my post-grad studies, uh, so there were multiple responsibilities. uh, First, being a professional uh, at work. Uh, holding leadership position, uh, as well as uh, performing my study research, and as as well as uh, my EPA extracurriculum activities that I need to get involved. So the question is really about how do you manage your energy and make sure that you kind of uh, uh, equate the energy into everything that you do, but do it well. Right. So, uh, yeah. So is there one example, you know, one standout moment when you think I need to do things differently? Yeah, uh, so uh, basically uh, focusing uh, on my uh, energy in in studies, uh, it's been focused. So allocating that uh, time, for example, writing uh, uh, the research work while uh, doing my PhD, uh, how do I actually put my time, the quality time to be spent, for example, even over the weekend, right? So you cater roughly around three hours and you do it. Uh, before uh, catering uh, time for other family time or extracurricular activity. Okay, the book is rich, filled with great ideas, like how to do a time audit for yourself or how to prioritize your priorities. You know, that's that's really good because most of us just list them down and then work our way down the list. More on that in a bit. But Dr. Eugene, I want to get to know you a little as well. Uh, when it came to thinking about time, I understand it was a very different experience for you when you were a junior college student at RJC versus an undergrad at NUS. You, you learn to do things differently. Can you share with us uh, one example? Oh, uh, yes, definitely, Michelle. 
So when I was in junior college, I was very, very singularly focused on doing well for my A-level exams because I knew it would make a significant impact on my university mm-hmm. as well as scholarship applications. So I was just uh, practically really studying all the time. But when I entered medical school in NUS, my life became different. It became more multifaceted because apart from studying medicine, which itself is a very intensive course, I also took time to stretch myself to carry out extra research projects, to do things outside medical school, like you know, giving tuition to secondary school students. I also took the chance to write a book as well with two of my classmates. So, so I really did a lot of things in NUS, which uh, I'm very happy with, because it really taught me time management and how to focus despite having uh, different priorities. All right. So one thing that any time management book has to go over is the issue of procrastination. I know people who can procrastinate procrastinating. So what do you have to say about that? Dr. Kumaran. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, procrastination. So one, one of the strategies perhaps is to create a do list. Mm-hmm. And, then, and within the do list, how do you prioritize? So in our book, uh, we actually have a matrix uh, on two aspects. One of it is clarity, uh, vision versus procrastination. So by looking through uh, your activities, daily activities, uh, what do you actually then focus on? And also to have a list so that you can tick off. Uh, trying to put uh, manage your energy in such a way that you prioritize uh, on certain aspects with a do list. Okay, and do you have anything to add, Dr. Eugene? Uh, yes, uh, Michelle. So in our book, we also cover many practical strategies to overcome procrastination. Mm. So apart from uh, what Dr. Kumaran has just mentioned, one of the strategies that we talk about is to set an artificial deadline. For example, if say if I have an assignment coming up due at the end of the month on the mm. 30th of September, mm-hmm. then I'll make it a point to set an internal personal deadline, say to finish it by 15th of September, you know, two weeks before the deadline. Because that will give right. me greater impetus to take action more quickly. Yeah. And this helps me to overcome procrastination. That's a great strategy. All right, let's talk about my favorite topic. We all know that we have priorities that need to be worked on concurrently. For example, you're a professional, you're back at school, but you don't stop being uh, you know, a mum or a, a granddaughter. So what can you do when you have all these priorities that need to be worked on at the same time? So nowadays, uh, Michelle, I think it's very much the norm for us to have multiple roles and responsibilities in our lives. And that's true for many people. And it can be quite stressful to juggle these roles. I would say that the guiding principle to handle this is that multitasking is not recommended in most cases because research has shown that multitasking slows down our performance and we may end up spending more time than originally required to complete a simple task. So no matter how busy we are, no matter how many roles we have, the key really is to prioritize our priorities at any given time. So at any one time, we should be single-tasking to do just one thing at a time and focus on doing it well. For example, I mean, in my own uh, profession, if I'm seeing a patient in the clinic, mm-hmm. during that 15 minutes of consultation, I'll be 100% focused you know, on the consultation, on the patients. I'll not be replying to my WhatsApp messages or thinking about where to go for dinner or thinking about family issues even during that, that 15 minutes. So I think when we're doing something, we have to be very focused, but then we can uh, do different things at different times. Okay, I think that's great to do one thing at one time because realistically, that is all that you can do well. Great tip. Uh, what would you say to students who feel, yes, I have my to-do list. I just can't get myself going <laughs> on it. I have a lack of motivation. Dr. Kumara? All right. Uh, so one of the things, uh, uh, Michelle and listeners, basically is uh, to understand about what uh, aspects or what tasks uh, that, that you can categorize as vital 
and urgent. Mm. Uh, so some of the tasks that uh, it can be uh, important but not necessarily have to be done immediately. Right? So, for example, students would have uh, project works uh, that have different deadlines, for example. Right. So you need to and quizzes that is coming up. But what do you? How do you actually put your time? What is important, uh, and versus what is uh, you know uh, uh, urgent? So urgent and vital. So you need to classify that, and by classifying that, you are able to put your energy and focus at that uh, period of time. Classify it, you say. Yeah. So basically, for example, you have a list of uh, tasks mm-hmm. uh, in there. And then uh, perhaps from the list of tasks, you, you may want to identify because you could have two or three tasks uh, that falls under vital. Right? Another three tasks that falls under urgent. Okay. But within the, t- the three tasks that you classify, yeah. uh, and I call that as classified to vital and uh, classified to urgent clusters. So from there, you can prioritize within that uh, task that is available. Okay, but the problem is getting off the couch and stop watching Netflix. That's the problem, <laughs> the lack of motivation sure. right. so how do <laughs> to you, do anything how do you... on the list. Right. Excellent question. So the next part of it is that what uh, uh, we have written a bit on the pain and pleasure, right? Ah, so every, yeah. every task that has has some, uh, let's say, for example, it's so difficult to get a particular study mode uh, for half an hour. So, but what then motivates you after that? Maybe half an hour focus on that. Then you may love an ice cream. Then uh, it's, a, it's a small win after you get it done. Maybe oh, that would be your pleasure. I right? like that. Get yourself. <laughs> because your, your book, your book very um, keenly identifies the fact that everybody is motivated by two main forces. It comes down to uh, you know pain or pleasure. So when you think about a task, maybe if you're not motivated to do it, think about you know the consequences of not doing, of not studying, for example, and being the only person not to get into I don't know that course that you wanted to. Is that what you're talking about with pain and pleasure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. That's Terrific. Right. Finally, what is, I don't know about you two. I mean, t- tell me the truth. You're both authors about this book on time management, but have you been finding that wor- when it comes to working from home, for example, that it's difficult to work around distractions? Have, have you been finding it difficult to focus, both of you? Or are you both Zen masters when it comes to focus? <laughs> so maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe let me start, Richard. I think that is a great question. So I think we experience, uh, I mean, as, as anybody else, despite the fact that we have written something. Uh, I think one of it is, uh, which is common, is where do you stop? Because uh, uh, when you're at home, uh, perhaps your laptop is there, you want to get things done, and it's kind of continuous. But you, when you're at a physical setting, you perhaps have to say, okay, I have to, I'm done by 7 o'clock, perhaps I need to travel, and I, I plan to go back home. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the strategy is, is uh, a value system that we have to remind ourselves. I think I remind myself uh-huh. uh, that uh, one of, uh, and I call it a I had self-discipline and to say that, look, I, I have to stop at this particular time at six o'clock and I have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, 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 and then you move on to another activity. So, yeah, so that would probably be, be one of the strategies, you know, self-discipline as reminding ourselves. Dr. Tan, do, yes, do you uh, have Michelle. a strategy that you used uh, to work around distractions? Uh, yes. So personally, uh, I find it very helpful to have a small piece of paper. I'll write down the things that I want to do on a piece of paper. And also write down the potential distractions. These are usually the low-value activities, like uh, replying to messages or oh. surfing the internet, you know, checking on like, football news, for example. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll just write them down and I'll make sure that I focus on the more important tasks at my high-energy periods. And maybe during my downtime, I can do the other lower-value tasks. I also find it very helpful, uh, Michelle, to mm. 
identify my main distractor. So for me, it's actually my mobile phone because, you know, there are a lot of social media, yes. a lot of things that I do on my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. So if I really need to focus, I will deal with it by putting it further away from me. I can keep it in a box somewhere and uh, don't look at it. <laughs> I'll ah. just spend the next one hour just doing so the project. Be very intentional about ah. your distractors. First of all, bring awareness to it with the writing down and then act on it. Put it in a box. Uh, do something with it so that you don't actually act on your distractors. Is that it? Uh, yes, uh, that's how I deal with distractions. Well, it's just been great talking to... I think it's wonderful that two very busy professionals like yourselves have decided to cull your experience. I enjoyed your book greatly. So thank you both for being here. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Very nice talking to you. Likewise. Dr. Kumaran Rajaram is professor at the Nanyang Business School and Dr. Eugene Tan is a dermatologist with the National Skin Centre. Both are co-authors of the book that we're shining a spotlight on today, Street Smart Strategies for Time Mastery. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.